two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we highlighted a new position statement on imaging in scrotal trauma. And in the second post, we reported on a study where the authors noted that a person's risk of an anterior cruciate ligament or ACL injury is largely influenced by genetics. Hence, a pre-participation physical with a question about a family history of ACL rupture may identify someone at high risk for an ACL injury. This week, Dr. Jane McDevitt, the author of this post, is here to discuss with us the implications of this post. Welcome, Jane. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. So, Jane, before we get started, um, I was wondering if you could kind of just give us a little bit of a background on, you know, this study focused on the heritability of an ACL injury. Could you tell us a little bit about what that means and how you go about figuring it out? Sure. So this was really interesting for me because I really do like doing genetic studies and I have performed uh, some genetic studies myself, uh, not heritability. Um, so heritability is used in the field of genetics to estimate the degree of variation of a phenotypic trait in a population. So typically they, they take large, um, a large amount of people, uh, and they either do a twin study like the authors did here, or they do a GWAS and they see to what extent does genetic risk increase the chance of this population to have a, a specific phenotype, which in this article, that phenotype was ACL rupture. So in this study, essentially the authors tried to figure out the number of people who had an ACL tear when their identical twin had a ACL tear. And then the other group was um, siblings who were not identical twins that had a family hit, that had a history of ACL injury. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. They looked at identical twins and uh, fraternal twins, and they wanted to see, you know, um, to what extent if one sustained an ACL rupture, um, what is the risk of the other twin getting that and whether or not it was uh, different in those that shared the same egg and have pretty much the uh, same exact genetic code or the they had you know two different eggs but still very very similar and they found that it was very highly heritable heritable no matter if they were a fraternal or identical twin it was higher in the identical twins, but still very high overall. Okay. Based on this information, knowing that about there's 69% heritability here, mm -hmm. what do we do with this information now that we know that ACL injuries might run in the family? And I guess the other question is, do we really know that it's potentially running in the family or could it just be an environmental thing? Like both kids, both siblings played soccer. Yeah, so I'll get to your first point. Um, and in healthcare, we have been doing uh, and assessing heritable traits in uh, the pre-participation form. So we ask about um, what is your does uh, 
cardiac problems run in the family. Um, because we know that if they do have high blood pressure or high BMI, that they are at a greater risk of suffering those same conditions. And you know, knowing and knowing that risk, they can un, they can make better decisions regarding you know what kind of risk are they want do they want to encounter? Do they want to play soccer or do they want to you know go into swimming or cross country? So I feel like uh, a lot of this family history um, and doing this asking about their family history and assessing to what extent does this predict patient outcomes uh, can be really can be really beneficial and taking it to the next level of really identifying what what type of genes uh where are these variations lying that are that's increasing this risk of this specific phenotype because that can lead to you know treatment look at the BRCA gene so look at um they found that this variation uh was um, very heritable in these specific genes, and now they can test, and then they can follow up with uh, specific treatments geared for that. So I think that understanding the risk and assessing for that risk is very economical. It's very easy, and it uh, then the patient can make their decisions on how they want to, you know, go about taking on, you know, risk, depending on what sport they want to play or, you know, what they want to do. However, to kind of pivot to the second point, so a, her a hereditary study doesn't tell you where the risk is coming from. So uh, we don't know whether or not the ACL risk is coming from, you know, a genetic variation found in the collagen gene that it that makes the uh, collagen not as stiff or too stiff and it becomes easily, you know, ruptured. It, we don't take into account the psychological aspect, whether or not they take on more risk we don't know, you know, about the bone, the bone formation or uh, the startle response. So there's a lot that goes into really identifying specifically where this risk is. So there's still a lot of work to do there. And another one little limitation uh, to this twin study is that though that the population was very large and they followed, you know, these ICD-9 and ICD-10 codes for 30 years, uh, and they took some environmental considerations into, um, into action. So they, they looked at so socioeconomic statuses based on education and welfare, and they did take some physical measures like BMI. However, they just, they didn't have the sport and, you know, risk kind of information. So it's a little limited um, in that aspect. Um, however, still with nearly 70% hereditability, that is still quite a bit of risk. Um, just again, asking that simple question, did your sibling ever have an ACL rupture or anybody in your family have an ACL rupture? So it sounds like there's a slight chance that within the study, the heritability might be slightly overestimated because of some other extraneous environmental factors like sport participation that may have been missed here. Correct. But you think that there's still a chance that there's still a high heritability of ACL injuries within a family. 
from a research point of view, then it sounds like one of the next steps we need to figure out is why is ACL injury heritable? Is it related to anatomical things like bone shape, or is it related to um, neuromuscular control or psychological approach, like aggressiveness or willingness to take risk? Is that accurate? Yeah, if we could, if we could kind of isolate where this risk is coming from, that's where the treatment comes into play. So again, kind of using the breast cancer, we saw that there were hereditary studies showing that breast cancer runs in the, uh, in the, in the family. And then I don't know exactly how, but they did find or, or what study uh, design they took, but obviously they found the BRCA study, the BRCA gene and this variation in this BRCA gene that increased the risk. So they were able to um, identify treatment. So in terms of ACL, identifying whether um, it's a, an, some sort of neuromuscular coming from a neuromuscular or anatomical um, or psychological could really dictate what kind of care or prevention strategies we could do. So, you know, if it's because their because their bone formation is a little bit different and increases risk, um, is it possible that we can uh, increase their neuromuscular components, increase strength, increase uh, their ability to kind of over and compensate for that? Would that be beneficial? You know, would you know, counsel and identifying if they are risk takers and seeing if, you know, we can, you know, revisit how they take on that risk. And if that risk is appropriate or not, you know, we can, we can do these interventions, but, you know, at this point, we just know that they have an increased risk. We don't know where this risk is coming from because we don't know where the genetic variation is uh, lying that's contributing to this, to this risk. So if we step back into a clinical realm and in the post, there was kind of an advocacy for asking about whether parents or siblings have a history of an ACL injury. Let's say for a moment that I answer, yes, my older brother tore his ACL playing um, baseball. Um, What is the discussion or what's the next step that the athletic trainer or the other clinician should do when presented with this information? Like, how do you approach this with the patient? So I think um, just getting them to understand that there is a potential increase of risk because per this this one twin study, uh, not that you would bring up research to them, but, you know, get them to understand that there is an increased risk of ACL rupture and for them just to be aware so they can kind of make some of their a better medical informed decision on whether or not they are willing to take on that that risk playing that sport where maybe ACL uh, risk is high. So it's about ensuring that the person can make an informed decision about participation. And I, I kind of wonder too, if part of it is, you know, you're at this increased risk. We know that For example, injury prevention programs can be easily deployed with an entire team, but compliance is often low and low compliance makes the programs much less effective. So I wonder if it's also a way of kind of promoting adherence or compliance with those programs to say like, you in particular need to be doing these programs with your team each day because you have this increased risk. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, 
We have seen that education is definitely helpful and uh, people want to be informed, but really translating that education into behavioral changes has been limited. So people have this, have this knowledge, however, they just turn around and, you know, they don't do anything with it. However, I think the more that we can get athletes to really understand there are things that increase risk of injury, such as uh, hereditary uh, and possible genetic risk factors, you know, maybe they would be more apt to follow through with the prevention program and really have that more peer to peer compliancy. So, you know, if if I'm doing it, can you help me because I'm at an increased risk. And so I really need your help and support. And I think that could really have a, a pretty nice snowball effect actually. Yeah. Is there any other take home messages that you think clinicians need to get from this idea that an ACL injury may be heritable? I think uh, one, making sure that, that we are assessing, that we are trying to, you know, add this into a pre-participation form and that, you know, we are promoting strategies that can curtail this risk, such as, you know, assessing their level of risk-taking or trying to implement and follow through with a, a ACL prevention program. And also realize that there may be other physical measures that could also contribute to this uh, increased ACL and that we need to do more research in these type these types of uh, physical risk, you know, to, add, to really be able to give our patients a overall understanding of what their risk is when they are, you know, participating in sports. Great. Thanks, Jane. I appreciate you taking the time today to chat. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.